Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is Inside Purple and Gold. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani. That is not Jace Frederick on the other end of this. That's actually our friend Tom Shire with Over With Zone Coverage. He was kind enough to join us today. Jace is taking the day off. Tom, what's going on? Not too much. I uh, watched a football game that went very differently than I expected to based on the first like quarter and a half or whatever. Yeah, let's let's jump right into that football game. Uh, Vikings come out on top. Mm-hmm. I, like you said, I think everyone <laughs> probably expected this to go a little differently in the early stages, especially in the buildup. But at the end of the day, Vikings walk away with a 29-22 win. Yeah. Cousins once again marches them right down the field. Um, when, he, when it matters most, I guess, um, say what you want about how he looked throughout the actual game. Yeah. Um, when, when push came to shove, he, he was there to kind of, you know, put the Vikings on his back and awesome 17 play drive down the field um, when it really mattered. Um, yeah. Let's get there. Kirk Cousins. Uh, yeah. this the season, I think he's left a lot to be desired, but he's also come through when it's mattered most back to back to back weeks with game winning drives. What have you kind of made of Cousins season to this point? Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, I think, I didn't really know what to expect going into this season. I knew O'Connell believed in him. I knew that um, – I think there's a lot of coaches that like a guy like Cousin who's, who goes through his reads, who's methodical. There's almost some advantage maybe that he's not a wild card, like as much as you'd want a guy like Lamar Jackson or kind of these dual threat um, hyper-athletic quarterbacks. For a coach, I mean, that has to be intimidating, right? It's, sometimes you're like, you know, don't if your first read isn't there, it doesn't mean you break out of the huddle and, and, and go run. Uh, you have to worry about injuries, about fumbles, about different factors there. And it seemed like O'Connell was the kind of coach who was like, I'm just going to use my illusion of complexity and the stuff I learned under McVay and with the Rams and kind of turn Cousins into this machine, right, this kind of quarterback machine. And I guess we've seen that at times. Um, I think there's times when he did play the quieted mind. I mean, think of how he started the game, right, 17 for 17, taking what was given kind of looked like Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, which is kind of funny, right? But like he, you know, built that rhythm. And then there was just times he couldn't kind of get him out of the rut. And obviously he delivers at this the end of the game. But for a quarterback like him, who's supposed to be like unexciting, you'd like to see a level of consistency out of him that we just haven't seen yet. Sure. And I guess that that's probably what gets most of the people, right? Is that, yes, he's coming through when, when it really matters, but this game shouldn't have taken that long or this, that shouldn't have become even part of the, the equation yeah. in, in any sort of sense, because 
they were dominating. They were up 17 to three. They were really controlling the game. And, and really the only reason the bears got back into the game was because the offense sputtered. Yeah. I mean, I think the explosiveness of the offense wouldn't come from cousins, right? We you know, Lamar Jackson can do that. Kyler Murray can do that. Um, there's special quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, obviously the high, high levels that they are the driver of explosive play. He's it's almost like he's supposed to just orchestrate it, right? Mm-hmm. That he's figures out, I check on uh, Dalvin Cook, who's a unique athlete at this point. I throw deep Terva Smith or KJ Osborne when they're focused on Justin Jefferson, right? Um, or Thielen. And then, you know, he has done this at times where he's activated Justin Jefferson, right? And, he, and Justin Jefferson, in my mind, is the true driver of the offense. And, and um, it does seem like O'Connell's enabling him at times through Cousins, right? But, um, but yeah, it's... It, what I'd like to see is an end-to-end victory, especially against a bad team like Chicago, where they just blow them out. And there was enough of a margin, and they did enough in the game to do this. But this game should never have been exciting. You know? And it was, in part, because of the interception Cousins threw and just kind of the rut they got in, especially in the second half. Sure. What do you make of these game-winning drives that he consistently continues to orchestrate? He consistently continues to march them down the field. Do you think it's something that is – inherently good because when push mm-hmm. comes to shove, he's able to do this or inherently bad because they should not have been in the position to, to need this game winning drive. You look at Detroit, they should have dominated that. Yep. You look at New Orleans, they were up big. You look at the bears, they were up big and, and he's had to kind of come down to the wire each time. And I think he deserves credit for that. Um, but do you think that it's partially on him that, that he's needed to even rise to the occasion? Kind of where do you stand at that like contrast between giving him credit for getting there and, and, and doing the thing, but also kind of putting blame on him that maybe it took that long to get there. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good trend, I guess, early in the season because it's different, right? I mean, I, I think um, the criticism was Kirk Cousins and some of this is still fair, but it doesn't show up in prime time. doesn't show up when it matters most. Isn't this kind of inherent winner, right? That we joked how he was 500 overseas, right? <laughs> Just like at times he was 500 in America over, over a pretty long career here. So, um, you know, every time that he wasn't delivering, people go, this is why Washington didn't want to pay him a whole bunch of money. This is why Zimmer was kind of upset that they gave him that kind of money. Um, this is why Spielman will get fired or whatever, because they guaranteed this big contract. And this will be like an immediate downfall of the, this new regime that seems to believe in Cousins, at least to some extent. Um, it's a positive that he can go out and win games. However, like the next step is, can he go out and enable this offense to dominate a bad team? And I think unless they take that step, step that you know they're tempting fate <laughs> eventually something will catch up to them and also then how do you match like josh allen and buffalo right so at some point if they don't take the next step cousins doesn't take the next step he's not going to have an opportunity to go on a game-winning drive sure yeah no that's a good point because if you play like you like the vikings have played through the past three weeks all wins understand but if you play like that against Kansas City Chiefs, you get blown out of the water. The Buffalo Bills, you get blown out of the water. So I do think that is an important distinction to know with Kirk Cousins. Like, yes, has he been good in crunch time, in the clutch? Yes. But they need more out of him. I think he would agree that he needs more, too. He even said as much today in his postgame press conference that, like, you know, the next step for this offense is, is getting out big and putting a team away. Mm-hmm. Uh, till they do that, I am still a little skeptical about the Vikings. However, they are four and one in a terrible NFC North. <laughs> how do you kind of size up, regardless of how 
good or not good Cousins has been to this mm-hmm. point, how he can kind of navigate them through a, a division that looks pretty lackluster right now. Yeah, no, I think um, at some point it's kind of taking away hope from other teams, right? So you can talk about like in the moment, the game they're playing, right? Mm-hmm. They came close to that with Chicago. They should have done it against New Orleans, given who New Orleans had on the field uh, in London. Probably should have did that against Detroit. I think Detroit's improved, but they should be a better team than Detroit. And then the other thing is is taking away hope from teams in the NFC who are like, we can't catch the Vikings. Um, and I feel like the NFC is relatively mediocre. Mm-hmm. And especially in the division, you want to get to a point. I don't know if you'll ever get to that with Green Bay, but you kind of want to plant a seed of doubt in their minds that didn't you guys go and lose to the giants right? Right. in London? Um, didn't we beat you earlier this season? Um, uh, are you the same team without Adams? Um, you know, how much of like the success was moving to a new coach and how much was it that the division wasn't very good and now we're pretty good and taking over the division. So this team hasn't yet like planted a seed of doubt in other teams, whether it's the team they faced on Sunday or other teams in the NFC. And because of that, there is doubt among the fan base, uh, reasonably so, that, like, is this sustainable? Can they keep winning like this? For sure. I think it, talking to Harrison Smith after the game, though, he, he made a good point. Like, you'd rather learn these lessons after wins than after mm-hmm. losses. Yeah. So that is kind of the glass half, half full way to look at this. I'm curious what you think about Kirk and, and just the way he's carried himself this year, mm-hmm. right? Like, Say what you want on the field. Like, yes, he can be super robotic. Um, he seemed robotic, like, as a human for, like, the past three years. <laughs> They're like Zimmer. Like, yeah. He seems more comfortable this year. Like, yeah. jokes in the locker room. Just even listening to him, he talked about the interception he, he threw today and talked about how that was a product of him using yeah. previous plays to try and make a, a, a in-the-moment decision. These are things you did not see of him in the past. He was always on the defensive. He was always talking about reads. Like, do you think that Kevin O'Connell has found or a way to kind of get through to him? Or do you think it really is just something like this coach believes in me and I feel comfortable in the system? Because everyone knew how the the Cousins and Zimmer relationship kind of soured by the end of it. Yeah, no, I think that's super important that at least for this season, O'Connell's like, you're our guy. And that it's someone who he's worked with before. Granted, it was like part of a season in Washington or whatever, but um, when you have that endorsement and the coach, like Zimmer was so defensive, obviously reasonably so given he was a tenured coach who was having some issues last year. But, um, you know, I think um, it allows him to just be open. What he functionally said in that press conference was, I was not playing with a quieted mind when I threw that interception, right? I would assume he was when he started the game. Um, I'm assuming he has in crunch time, at least in the, the first few games here. But he's saying like, instead of just focusing on who's the open receiver and how do I advance the ball, he was starting to think I missed that guy in the flat before and I probably I should get Thielen involved or whatever. And if this is the only time I'll advocate a check down, <laughs> I guess, but he should have just thrown it to ham, you know? I mean, like he, he was open. They, they, you know, he just needed to keep progressing the, the ball down the field. And I think for him to admit that, Hey, he has something he can go back to. He can go, yeah, I, need, I just need to play with a quieted mind and throw to the guy who's open like I was doing when I started the game. And I think then he knows, like, the, the coach is not going to crack down on me. The only ask is play with a quieted mind, do what you do, go through your reads, beat Kirk Cousins. And to be honest, that's all a coach can really ask of a player. For sure. And and so far, like, that's been enough. Like, Kirk Cousins, 32 of 41 today, 
296, a touchdown and an interception. Fine. Not great. Mm -hmm. Not amazing. I do want to ask, and then we'll kind of wrap this segment, push forward and talk about just, it wasn't just Kirk Cousins in the game. There were a lot more other things that went on. That 17 play drive though. I think they converted five different third downs. They got it done with the sneak at the end um, from the, at the goal line. Biggest play though, to me and see if you agree third and five from the 20, nothing there. Kirk Cousins, first read, not there. Second read, not there. Scrambles, turns into Michael Vick, picks up five. Um, Thought that was a big play. I was curious what your thoughts were on that. Yeah, I think it's important to contrast that from the beginning of the the game, right? I think they faced one third down on their first drive. Mm -hmm. And last year we'd see that where we'd see this exciting offense on the scripted plays. And then it just felt like as soon as you had to adjust the other team and you're you're off the script and whatnot – we saw the faults in the offense, right? So you, it, it was the worst thing ever because you got the tease of what they could be and then you understood kind of what they were. And I think he had to do it so differently at the end here and he had to improvise. And I, you know, I feel like it was after the first game or something, Cousins out of nowhere, almost kind of like, you know, unprompted was like, yeah, I think I could run the ball more. I was like, I was like, wait, what? You know, but I, this is what he was talking about that he was like, I think he went through his first two reads. He had said like he could have looked back um, at the other side of the field and he had some weapons over there. And instead he felt pressure come across his face and he just went forward. And it it's, sounds ridiculous, but it's like little things will make him better. One of them is just stepping up in the pocket and buying time. The other one is just improvising when you have to improvise. And and I don't expect Cousins to do this often. I actually don't think it's smart in a not, you know, outside of like a game-winning drive, a play like this because he could get injured. Also, it's just not a strength of his game. But for him to play out of character in some ways, that is what winning players do, right? They occasionally make a throw. They shouldn't. They run in a way they shouldn't. Um, they make something out of nothing. And this is, yeah, in in – Kirk Cousins way making something out of nothing for sure yeah um not the prettiest Kirk Cousins game but effective nonetheless kind of the story of the last three weeks uh Vikings four and one like we said we're gonna take a break when we come back we'll talk more kind of just big picture on this and and what this means for the Vikings Uh, also a couple big plays by big players um, that we'll get into as well 